You might have a mom, she might be the bomb But ain't nobody got a mom like mine Her love's till the end, she's my best friend Ain't nobody got a mom like mine Welcome to Teaching My Mother ABA Where we put a unique spin on teaching ABA By using pop cultural references and real life stories So sit back, relax, and enjoy the shit show we call life Okay, so my quote is specifically geared towards the topic that we're going to talk about. So do you even know the topic we're talking about? No, I have. So the good thing is we're reading a book that I've read like 12 times. Okay. So I feel like I can jump on board once I realize what we're... (sighs) Okay, whatever. So the topic is networking. So we're still reviewing the 25 Essential Skills and Strategies for the Professional Behavior Analyst by Bailey and Birch. We're on chapter four, all about networking. The quote I found is, so to me, networking triggers awkwardness in general, overreaching. (laughs) And that's me personally, but I'm guessing for you as well. A little bit. A little little bit. bit. So um, my quote is, I don't, it's not necessarily from a TV show, but. It says, um, I'm sorry. I know I said hi, but I wasn't fully prepared for any follow-up conversation. Where is that from? I, I just found it on Pinterest. I also found one that was, um, oh, yeah. So then I went down the rabbit hole of like socially being socially awkward um, Pinterest quotes. And there were some that were absolutely like spot on. Like when someone says hi to you and you're like, good thanks or how are you doing today you know just as a general opener and then you're like oh well I have um no underwear on or like (laughs) so I'm that person who like says thanks forever like I don't even know why I thanked you I'll say like bye thanks bye thanks thanks for just being alive for (laughs) mine is when I say love you to our workers um, because I'm used, so when we, like our family, when we hang up on the phone, no matter what it's, I don't even know if it's meaningful at this point, but it's always like, Oh, love you. Love you too. Like we all do that. And then I'll be hanging up the phone with a worker, one of our, um, coworkers and I'll be like, bye, I love you. And I'm like, you know, I do appreciate you a lot and love you, but that wasn't what I necessarily meant to say. And then I go into a six minute conversation of conversation. why I love them like don't report me to HR I don't love you that way love is more of a like I appreciate you <laughs> thank you thank you thank you please uh um operationally define love with a you not a y-o-u it's just you like I don't even know how you make a heart with your hands okay so let's catch up with what is going on in our lives um so what time did I have to call you today? Well, I'm guessing you text me because at yes. 03, did you text me? Okay. I did. I did. And I said, I'm off today. And then- Is that what you said? Night, yes. I didn't text you back. I said that oh. out loud to Justin. Oh, yeah. Um, like, and then I had the phone ring and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is why I can never take time off. And- I answer the phone and I hear, are you getting on? And I'm like, getting on what? So I have been up. I woke up at 4 
4 a.m. If anybody else, so me and my children all suffer from night terrors. Like, it's horrible when you just, you wake up dead out of sleep, like you're sweating, everything. So that was the start of my day at 4 a.m. So I showered, you know, went and laid on the couch a little bit because my husband was snoring, so I couldn't go back to sleep. And then my beautiful youngest son decided to wake up at 6. So it's in, I don't know, it's been a rough, rough day. It's been a rough week, actually. But (laughs) it's not on my therapy session. I probably should schedule one. Um. But I get a phone call, and apparently we had a podcast. But I checked my schedule today. I checked it, uh-huh. and it said there was nothing on my schedule today. I checked mm-hmm. for the first week of February, not the first week of January. And then can you tell for our four vi- listeners who schedules all the podcast recordings? Oh, my gosh. I do, and I reschedule it, and I remember rescheduling it because I'm like, we can't have the first two in January not be – or both be before the New Year's Eve. like Before our big party in time. Yeah, like, we got to talk about how, par- how we party hard. And so I moved it, and I forgot I moved it. Well, so this led me to a conversation um, with a couple of different people about how I need to up – and I we talked about this earlier, about how I need to up our codependency to having access to your security cameras in your house. <laughs> Which I'm turned off right now, by the way. Yeah, it was so not helpful. But um, because I mean, we know that I have this unhealthy um, connection to watching your father when I'm gone on the security cameras and then talking to the dogs when he's asleep. Watching him, the cameras are not in her bedroom. I no, just they're like just in the that. living room. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see the bedrooms. I just want to see in the living rooms. In a hallway in case like he falls down. The garage is a good one. Um, But I watch them. And then if I see him asleep on the couch at like 630, then I'll talk to the dogs, which will make them start barking. And then it will scare him, which I mean, it's funny. And also then I can be like, why are you asleep at 630? But I digress. Most people, I'm, I get the whole sleep. She also finds joy on yelling fire when he's dead asleep. Too. <laughs> or hiding around. One day the- there's one day there's going to be a fire and they're not even gonna know. I love happened. watching him be scared out of sleep. It is like one of my most favorite things. I love it. I love watching people be scared. You apparently should schedule your therapist also. <laughs> but I don't want to scare you on the cameras. I just want to give you gentle prompts of where you need to be. So the two suggestions I had were the is there a Amazon or whatever Alexa where you Google or something that you can have those in your house where you can just jump on them? It's like a phone call, but it's just automatically set up. Yeah. Doesn't Facebook have something yeah, like that? Well, that won't work for me because you, you don't, you'll turn it off, whatever. Then one okay. of our. Alexa's always unplugged. Yeah. Then always. one, one of um, our coworkers suggested there's this lamp that you get that's like synced. 
to two people. And then when you're like thinking of the person, which I think is supposed to be like a loving thing, like it will light the lamp will all of a sudden light up, which is freaky. But I'm like, I wonder if I can get it to do like a light up flashing and like a, a siren sound so that when you're supposed to be somewhere, like the lights will flash. I'll be like, it's 1103. It's 103. <laughs> it's go time. It's go time. Three hours an hour. And I'm going to take a poll with everyone at K now to see if they think I need to get you this. Cause I feel like across the board, they'll be all on board. Like I am always there. It's just <laughs> in what, what capacity? How late am I? I, okay. If we're taking the poll at K now, I just want to follow up from our assert- assertive um, <laughs> podcast and say that we took a poll. It included one person. <laughs> And she did not think I was assertive. I know. Thank you. It's because of the whole insert. Assertive and insert. Can't separate the two. Don't know how. Oh my gosh. Well, every every, after every episode, we're going to have to take a poll. So this one is if you're socially awkward that I'm going to ask at my next meeting. It's just going to be random. Everyone is going to raise their hand. No, nobody will say a single word, actually, if we want to talk about a socially <laughs> awkward group of people. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about our New Year's. So the first thing that happened to me is I thought that I had dislocated. This is how my New Year's started. I thought I had dislocated my hip and would probably have to go to the emergency room for emergency surgery <laughs> because... I was on the, of course, I'm on the phone with one of my daughters and this time. We were on FaceTime. We were on FaceTime. So I get up, (laughs) I get up to walk and like my one hip is not working correctly. (laughs) And I full on panic because I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening. Like I can't put it all the way down. I don't know what's, and I'm like ready to call the ambulance, ready to go. I had two different slippers on. And didn't realize it, which was putting off the length of my leg. So luckily, I realized it prior to calling emergency services. Which is funny because I saw somebody else doing that. I just, sorry, I picked up my work phone that's been in my bedroom because I'm off. And it does say on here, it just reminded me that I have a podcast today. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But I'd let everyone know that. Yeah, so I didn't call the ambulance for my... Um, I saw like two other people on Facebook that were like, this is how my day started. And they had two (laughs) completely different slippers on. So apparently that was like a thing. But it was pure pain. Like I felt pure panic because I was like, this is the beginning of the end. Like I'm crippled. Like this is it. My hip completely went out. That was the start. And then it's just you're on the phone with somebody who would not have been sympathetic because she's had Mm -hmm. knee surgeries since she's in eighth grade. Yeah. And then, um, you know, usually I love New Year's. I love thinking about what I'm going to do in the next year, what how things are going to look. I love to create a vision board. I love it all. This year it was mind numbing panic is what I felt. Complete an utter inability to move forward. So in that sense, we decided to schedule a get together. Um, Let's try to get through this mind numbing because I have already, I chose my word a while ago. I've just (laughs) all to know it's accountability. (laughs) It's starting out great. 
going great. I am totally accountable in every aspect of my life. Let me just tell you. So we decided to get together to move past this mind numbing panic together Mm -hmm. and do exercises and, Mm -hmm. and plan. And, and Mm -hmm. I think we got there, or at least I thought we got there. (laughs) So I got a call on the first, (laughs) which had undone all of our work. (laughs) I know. So I woke up at three in the morning and, um, I came up with a new plan. My word So I still can't decide. I think it will come to me in my sleep. It's either align or focus. Focus was my word two years ago, and I feel like it served me well. Like I really like prioritized everything. I focused on what the goals were. I did all the steps. I like I felt like it was a good. So then I'm like, do I use the word again? But anyway, so I I got that's when K now kind of got off. Yeah, like it was. Now I did and I handled like some big challenges, like moving across the country and all this other stuff. So I came up with the plan of like rearranging things, doing all this. There was a couple things I couldn't work out at 3 a.m., which I shared with Brittany, like the Idaho murders. Um, uh, I can't remember what the other two things that I was unable to work out. (laughs) I just can't even. (laughs) And so I feel better about how things are going. Align and focus. Yeah. Align, focus, and prioritize. Those are the three that I'm kind of on the fence about. Like I need, I need to just draw. I think you need to focus in order to align (laughs) your, um, prioritize prioritize those. Well, and I like Idaho murders that you can't solve should probably not be at the top of. It's not that I can't solve them. It's the, just, I'm, like the person they arrested. I'm just like so freaked out about. Were you uh, watching football last night? Oh yeah. That's a whole nother thing. So then I'm crying and I'm trying not to show your dad that I'm crying during the football game because I'm traumatized by the um, Bengals bills game. Now we're watching Hamlin. Was that his name? Um, We're watching because this game is pivotal to, um, our husband's team. Yes, I know. They're going to win the Super Bowl now and there's going to be a movie about it. Yeah. I've already. Yep. Yeah. So the Chiefs are something about first round home against the Bill. Like, okay, so that's the whole reason we're watching this game. And I'm doing other things and I'm watching it and I happen to watch it during like that exact play. Um, and so then I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I'm traumatized by that. So that's what I've been watching all day today that I have focused now. There was also somebody else who died who, um, in a snowmobiling accident who apparently like does all this crazy stuff like for a living and he just happened to be in Utah and yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there, at the exact same time. Or, yeah, well, I don't know. Like, um, and it's Damar Hamlin is who, um, the player is. And, um, it just, I don't, anytime something happens, like I have no I control. Yeah. I don't know, but it was, yeah, it was, it was just, so I can't control that, but I can up, watch updates and yeah. So, you know, as our K now staff tells us, Brittany gets it from somewhere. And I think that <laughs> that has been in, <laughs> in quite a few of our conversations <laughs> lately yeah. about what, um, has been going on. So what 
uh, how's the, is it day 10, 9, 22 of having your boys home? Oh my gosh. I don't even know what day it is. Um, somebody is ready for his birthday, which isn't until February 16th. Six, 14th. None of us know what day he was actually. Oh my God. Born. He's not going to think I'm coming. I had to fly to Idaho, especially for. Yeah, well, he asked how long it took you to get here. And I was <laughs> like, me. Grandma's not coming. And he goes, I know, but I was just asking how long it took. <laughs> just asking. He needs a phone. How long it took. Okay. Okay. But- let's talk about um, healthy codependency. <laughs> I thought that my oldest son and my mother had an unhealthy codependency because they can like go on trips and like I- everything. No, my youngest son and my mother have this weird, like, he'll be on the FaceTime phone with her and just like start making things up so that she doesn't get off the phone with him. Oh, or I if I don't let him say bye or say something on a meeting when she's on it, he'll like break down like I just. You use me to babysit him so that he quits talking to you and asking you all the questions and asks me all. Like he hauls me around. And just yeah. talks to me all the time. Yeah. yeah. So we are on – well, the boys, they've actually been playing really well together, oh, oddly. Yeah. Um, the upstairs is destroyed completely. But, yeah, it hasn't been that bad. I do so, need to take them out of the house at some point, I'm sure. But <laughs> how? So should we count down when you have all three boys at home? <laughs> yeah, we're on day. Well, that's day. I don't even know what day that is. <laughs> it's been a day. Uh, we have literally stayed home and done nothing, which is like my ideal day. So oh. I'm um these mind exercises. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and one of them is to like, I think it's from ACT, but you're supposed to write down your like perfect days. You're supposed to write down 10 of your perfect days and then take away three and then take away two, whatever. And my perfect day is literally laying in the house doing nothing with everyone home. So I know exactly where they are at all times. And if we're all in the same bed together, like that makes it even perfect. I was going to say, is it me, you and Huey and Cash (laughs) laying in bed watching TV together? It was not you. We're not on my list. What? Sorry. I know. You didn't make the final cut. (gasps) I know. Remember that. I will. Um, I'm sure I made the final cut on your sisters, so that's fine. <laughs> Did you? Get... Oh my gosh, my how is she doing? Have we done a temperature check on her? Yeah, so she's the one who we need to. The do new our baby is three on. weeks old, and school got was supposed to go back in session, um, and they got a snow day today. So, she... yeah, she sent me a very disturbing um, <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> don't even know what to say about that it's hard to say with that one if she would just be on our podcast it would be much easier but weirdo who is (laughs) will talk to anybody and go get money like fundraise for her but for other organizations like (laughs) yeah no fundraise like she can send her out and she can do anything and you'll have like 10 people committed to you for the rest of your life like that's how she is but she won't be on a freaking podcast oh she's crazy um okay so anything else you want to catch up on i'm still upset i didn't make your perfect day but i bet i made huey's probably 
I'm uh, sure. I have, like I said, nothing going on. Oh, I did all my laundry. <laughs> did you put it away, fold it and put it away though? Yes. Except the socks. Oh, God. The sock okay. basket. The yep. sock basket. Um, we are counting down to the day that Amina comes home. <sighs> Would you like to tell who, who Amina is? That is my dog. My special dog. <laughs> so how did your, the last two dogs that you got, how is their, how have they interacted they with other humans? Completely normal. Totally normal dogs. Neither of them need to be held like a baby. None of them just randomly pee all over. Nothing. They were raised perfect. Uh Yep. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear how the new dog goes. I'm sure it'll be fine. The new dog gets to fly on the airplane. I'm so excited to, I'm going to end up driving from New Mexico to, um, (laughs) (laughs) to Idaho. Yes. I'm flying to New Mexico for work, but to also pick up a dog. So I just watched a TikTok about, um, uh, people flying in the plane and they put the two dogs in the same row and one was a service dog and was sitting there nicely and then the one was like just a dog that they said was the emotional support dog and it kept like trying to like play with the service dog who was sitting there exactly perfect and I'm like oh my god Brittany is going to be on a TikTok with her dog acting all crazy well she's allowed to act crazy for her first year of her life and then she has to become Mm-hmm. in line mm-hmm. yep. we'll see how that goes I'm sure it will be fine it will be great I can't wait until you come visit and there's four dogs in my 1400 square foot house it's going to be perfect Ujo is going to be so upset with me it's not even going to be funny she's yeah, going to all over she's going to do all sorts of weird things all that was a weird her. dog anyway but she's and okay, so Britt's dog Cujo is a little she looks exactly like Toto from um, <laughs> just darker yeah, she's like Toto with from Wizard Oz. And anyway, but she's weird. She always has been weird. She can, I swear, go like weeks with no food or water or any interact. Like she's not a normal dog. Well, yeah, I know. We did try to couldn't figure out why she wouldn't eat. It's cause she couldn't eat. It's, <laughs> yep. She was eating all the food off of the boys that they were eating. She'll get on the table. She just is odd, an odd little dog. But she you doesn't did. have to have a lot of interaction. Like her favorite no. thing to do is lay in bed with me and watch TV all day. Like and she then pee on you. Play. And then pee on you. Yes. Well, and she does <laughs> tend to have seizures every once in a while. It's just an odd dog. And your husband holds her like a baby. <laughs> I love oh that. my gosh. I think that's our cue to move on to networking. Let's talk about <laughs> how to network. <laughs> okay. So I went through the chapter, which is um is really interesting. And they do say at the beginning that it is uh, focused on the behavior analyst who is maybe starting a new job or like a beginning behavior analyst. So keep that in mind when we talk through this, but I think there's lots of things that we can talk through that there's some stuff that really holds true. And then there's some stuff that obviously we need to look at a little further. Let's first like, so what's your comfort level when it comes to networking? 
So I am definitely the, uh, have you heard of the extrovert, extrovert who like I recharge as an introvert. So I like networking is, well, when I'm just awkward anyway, but it depends on the situation. So like when we go to a conference, the best thing ever is that if I'm there with mom, she just starts talking to everyone immediately. Like I don't even have to tell her who they are or cause she hardly knows who they are, but <laughs> and we'll just start chatting away and everything. And I am like quiet, but when it comes to like K now and networking, I am very much like out there and talk and get the information and do all of that. But then I need like a day back in the hotel room to just sit and eat my chocolate cake and not talk to anyone. And then I'm fine again. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I am. So um, when it comes to networking, I actually like my favorite thing is not to network, but I can do it because I like those really short interactions with people that the difference is it's like, I don't want to like, there's a few people I would follow up with or want to stay in contact with, but I'm really good with those like quick interactions. Um, I do feel like I'm like you, I need to recharge after that super extroverted situation. Uh, so we're kind of on the same. I know that you do really well. Like when we're at a conference and we have a table, like you, you're great at like reaching out to people and saying, Hey, do you want to do this? Here's what we do. And I'm better in like just general social, like the table is not my favorite, but I also think I don't feel 100% comfortable within our <laughs> field to be like, to continue a conversation. Yeah, I also get awkward, though, when I, like, know who I'm sitting by. Like, we were oh, at yeah. the same table as Gina Green, remember? And I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, my gosh, like, crazy. Yeah. And then, yeah. And yeah. in the room with some other people, too, that I've just been, like, completely awkward for. Yeah, I remember when I was sitting by Gina Green in one of your presentations, and I asked her <laughs> – what she did. And then I asked her if she enjoyed the, the comp, the APBA conference. That was great. <laughs> or did she attend it and did she enjoy it? I was like, and then um, we left and I was like, oh, that was, I was talking to that lady. She was really nice. And you were like, what did you say? Uh, I And that reminds me of a presentation that was one of the most awkward situations I've ever been in when we talk about like talking to people. So you were presenting and there was a small presentation and they asked me a question in the room. And I'm like, no, don't ask her. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to answer that. No, thank you. And um, the, the co-presenter didn't know me. And she's like, do you want to expound on that? And I'm like, I just looked at you, pure panic. Like I was horrified. It had to do with telehealth too, didn't it? It was TRICARE and oh, telehealth. Tri yeah. And I was like, that was so – I relived that moment in my life for days. I think it was like, why were you – like, what had you come to the presentation or something? Or yeah. I can't remember what it was. Well, it was but horrible. yes, I remember that. Horrible. Um, but anyway, okay. So back to networking. So they define networking as a systematic method of meeting people, finding out about them, and keeping in touch. That's the part that – I like to have those short interactions where we just kind of move on from. What but how does it make it systematic? 
Um, so they give you very specific steps on how you should network. Like it is not just a willy nilly meeting people. So there's a systematic oh, approach. So I never network because I mean, I, my follow up sucks. Yeah, I know. Did you <laughs> follow up with the Starbucks kid that wants to get into ABA? Um, they sent a thing to our um, yeah. So that's networking. Email. Yeah. So we both run that email. Oh. Hmm. Well, anyway, um, the one thing they do put in quotes is networking is a serious business. So we need to take this serious. So, I mean, I guess networking is pretty much how the telehealth branch of KNOW started. I mean, it was all networking and follow up and refollow up and follow up more. (laughs) Do you remember what year was this book published? Do you remember? Considering I didn't know which chapter we were on. Well, it says 60% of jobs are landed through networking. And I feel like that's higher now. Oh, yeah. I think it's way higher. I think right now it's Mm -hmm. all about who who you know, know, not what you know. Yeah. Um, But so they get... I honestly don't think that people even really follow up with references as much as they probably used to follow up with references. Well, okay. So there's this whole... um, there's this whole debate on references and how they work because, I mean, unless you're a complete doofus, I guess is the word, that's behavioral. Like, why would you provide a reference of someone who's going to say something bad about you? Mm-hmm. So they're a, not a really um, good gauge of a person's ability to do a job or things like that. Um but so they, the benefits of networking is that you can, um, you know, get jobs, you create relationships with people that um, maybe you're going to do research with or work with or things like that. And then they talk about the difference between networking with non-behavioral people, not in our field, and then people. 2010. 2010. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that's increased. So um, when we network with non-behavioral people and <laughs> this, so they say, what's your elevator speech for someone that you're talking to? 90 seconds of what would you say to someone who's non-behavior, not in ABA field? What do you do? Honestly, what I do, what I say right now is that I work with kids with autism. Mm-hmm. That's what... I, and all the time I work with kids with autism in person and through telehealth. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, that's really hard. Really I've hard. been in an elevator with a bunch of behavior analysts and like two other hotel guests who literally asked us, it was at my residency in Chicago and most of us were in year like two of our residency program for our PhD. And they asked us why we were all in town for it and literally crickets. None of us wanted to try to explain what the mm-hmm. heck that we did. So I've literally been in the elevator <laughs> where you've had to like try to give your elevator speech. And that's literally what we fall back on is we work with kids with autism. Yeah. Which I know is not what everyone does. Well, However, and so – the new code says we can say we're behavior analysts now without mm-hmm. there being issues. Because I do feel like I've done all my coursework. I've, 
been, you know, working in the field. I don't have my BCBA, but I am in all tens and purposes, a behavior analyst. But even that like confuses people. Like that's not even a clear cut of what we do. So again, I usually just say that I. And it kind of depends too, because sometimes I'll be like, I'm a scientist. Yeah. (laughs) Just for the fun of it, because that's what Cash likes to say, that I'm a scientist or I'm a doctor, but not that kind of doctor. doctor. Or yeah, (laughs) I work with behavior. Yeah. And um, so they say, come up with an elevator speech that tells people kind of what you are. And then um, with a personal antidote about what you do. So I don't know what that would be, but. <laughs> well, if we go back to the poll we took on me being assertive, <laughs> it's very what one of our staff members said is that I'm very good at manipulating the environment into having everyone think of what I what I need them to do or where I need them to be. And so I use that a lot is we look at the environment and change the environment. We don't change the kiddo. So yeah. that one I use a lot too of That's we work on one. we work with an it's on our website too. I made I that. Know. Okay. Just making sure we change the environment to fit the kid, not the kid to fit the environment. Yeah, I think um, that's probably one of the hardest things. And then it talks about networking with other people in our field and how that can happen. And I think that their like main points were people within your organization, people in state organizations and um, conferences. And I think we can talk about networking with others um, when we talk about virtual networking, but those were their um, yeah. their main points. But do they, it's been a while since I've read this chapter, but do they discuss like networking across different cultures and things like that? So I think one thing that we can do very well at K now is one network across cultures. And I'm not using that as a blank statement of all cultures fall under that same umbrella, but we do work with a lot of different cultures um, in our telehealth department. And I think networking across different fields is another thing that we do a really good job at at K now. Um, and we're able to like get into areas that not a lot of behavior analysts are able to get into. So right. I think those two areas, and I don't think they talk about that a lot in the books. It's kind of, we've created it as we go. Well, and one of the ways I feel like we've kind of talked across or, uh, talked across different applications is COVID took away our chance to present. Well, we presented virtually. It wasn't the same, but we presented um, at a a huge volunteer conference Mm -hmm. um, and talked about using behavior analytic principles um, when working with uh, volunteers. And you've presented at some state stuff about that. And that's something completely different that I don't think people do. Um, we work with schools, which I know is one of those general ones that a lot of behavior analysts do, but we've done foster foster families. Um, there's, there's so many different ways. Um, so I want to talk because I think this one's good. So we're going to talk about networking behaviors. This is one of my favorite and there's, there's three, (laughs) there's three behaviors that they talk about. And then there's some specifics, but the first one is 
we've touched on this a little bit, I know, but appearance when you're going to network. <laughs> and all I can think about is our New Orleans conference, which I know we've talked about previously, but that one was another mm -hmm. one where well, yes. setting <laughs> versus purpose, there was, there was some confliction. <laughs> But if you think about it, though, were they really there to network? Because if network wow. does include that follow up, they well, were in New Orleans. They were in New Orleans, like y'all, you and Mariah are going to be in Nashville this year. Well, and they were in New Orleans on St. Patty's Day weekend, so a whole different. They were networking. I mean, just probably not at our conference. But appearance. Yeah. I mean, they talk about appearance and. Fitting the, so the situation, which I think is general. We talked about that. We want to talk about that again. Attitude. Well, the fitting the situation with appearance, too. It depends on where you go because every conference we go to has a little bit of a different, like, vibe. Yeah. Um, and if we were going cross, like, industries, if I were going to a 4-H conference, my vibe would be completely different than if I were going to Weba right. in Nashville. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's, it's just knowing what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Um, attitude, um, which I was like, I mean, be positive about what you're going into, kind of being upbeat and things like that, which, like I said, that's easy for me to do if I have, a, you know, planned three days to recharge after being on is like what I call it. Just that yeah. it's yeah. just being on. It's a job. Like we're not there to have fun. We're there. It we're we have a purpose. So, yes. and that's. Exactly. I'm just thinking about the New Orleans one when I wouldn't let you go do anything because I needed that whole <sighs> night to just recharge and lay in my bedroom and do why they were partying outside our window. Okay, so the New Orleans conference. Thank God I got her to leave the first day, and um, I had like a goal of the things I wanted to eat. Like I wanted a mufaletta from a very specific place, so I got her to do that. Oh, it shut down. Yeah, well, then I had to go to another one, which was fine. And I wanted oysters, which I got that, and shrimp and grits. Three things. Got those. But then that would have been all the food I had. Luckily, two tables down, um, National University, shout out. Was it <laughs> national or what was it? Cookies? It was national. That had cookies? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I Guess what I lived on for two full days? Their cookies. Yeah. Yep. Thousands of cookies. That's all I ate. The one across from us too, didn't it? Action behavior. Action behavior had cookies. had cookies. Yes. So yeah. Yes. Yep. So the cookies from, and then I took cookies home. Um, oh, and I know what else we ate there was. Um, so we decided now, I don't know, depending on where you're from, if it's praline, praline, whatever. Okay, but yeah. we bought praline. every kind of praline we could find in the city of New Orleans and then took them back to the hotel room and then ate those for three nights. So I think hey, we, we did find the hidden, um, Oh, beignet place. Yeah. Beignet place. Yeah, we did. Now I got sushi in that very commercialized oh. where nobody was touching my shoulders or right <laughs> next to me. Place. <laughs> yeah. So completely again, empty. Yeah. I, we digressed. Okay. The next thing is equipment. So let's talk about, how things have changed in networking about. So in this book, it tells you to have um, business cards, a business mm. card holder, a pen, a very nice pen. It does specifically say that either a notebook or index cards that you can jot down notes and write down things about who you meet. So I'm like, yeah, that kind of sounds like all the things I carry. Well, what we're finding now is 
you can have the app on your phone that they scan the QR code and then it mm -hmm. just automatically uploads your business card into their contacts. Um, yep. Things like that. What, what do you think you need for networking? So I'm a little bit of old school, a little bit of new school because okay. I do have a very nice black 4-H embedded whatever uh, business card holder that um, our new business cards don't fit into because they're a different shape, but our other business cards do fit into. <laughs> um, I don't have a very nice pin, but I always have two or three KNAL pins mm -hmm. on me because if somebody needs to use a pin, at least it says my, our name on it. Um, and I use my iPad. So I use my iPad as like my notebook and all of those good things. And then I have our QR code, our access to our link tree. Yeah. So I don't have business cards. I made business cards and they are cute and they're mm -hmm. in a different shape, but I made the print on them so small and in orange, I can't actually read them. So I do have business cards. We're going to have more general ones because I feel like there's still people that want a business card. Um, I always have a pen and a notebook because I am super old school in that I do jot down things that I want to remember. Um, I don't think I do a really good job of like jotting down who I talk to. Uh, and follow up, which I probably need to do that because that was another thing that they said. If you're going to follow, if you say you're going to do something, do something, even though, you know, it might be a person you never, ever talk to again, like that will be, um, that they'll remember that. If you said, I'm going to share this great article and then you don't, that will be the last thing they think about our company or you personally. Yeah. So, um, well, and that's um, talking about Nationals Cookies. I mean, we networked with them and I sent them out an email as soon as I got home. And now um, I teach there as an adjunct. So, like, you, your network and your follow up is, it is really important yeah. to follow up. Um, so, then they talk about specifics on, when you're interacting um, with someone when you're networking. So handshake is something that we've talked about previously too. Um, not as, you know, it used to be something that everyone did. Now it's just not something that is necessary because of COVID and people don't like germs and certain cultures don't, um, you wouldn't offer your hand to shake someone if they were of a different gender than you are, um, things like that. So, um, and, I mean, a handshake to me is not that um, like make or break, but I have kind of broke myself of automatically shaking, putting my hand out. I feel like it, there's like two ends of the spectrum of mm -hmm. either they absolutely do not, you don't shake hands and stuff, mm -hmm. or they give you a hug. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. the hugging. Like, I feel like there's not as much in between with just a handshake as there used to be. I can't decide if I'm a hugger or not. It just... it fluctuates with yeah. people. I am with certain people. Like there's I, people you meet right away and you're like, oh, I just feel like I need to hug them. But I'm not like a super, I mean that. Well, I just went into one of our schools and did our, our meeting with them and she was a hugger. Mm -hmm. Just She's right away. Hugger. hugger, hugger, hugger. Um, It tells us to smile, which I mean that I have to remember because sometimes I do have kind of, you know, RBF, resting bitch face. Not per, I'm like, I'm not normally, but I do sometimes my thinking face is kind of grouchy looking. 
Um, my are you in the deer in the headlights face. Yeah. I always cross my arms. Like I'm not very open to like new people. Yeah. I've broke myself of that one. Like I can tell when I'm doing that one. Um, smile, open-ended questions, be a good listener. Uh, you know, when you're first talking to someone, asking them how they are, not asking yes or no questions, doing all those things. Um, being a good listener, not thinking about what you're going to ask them next, but actually engaging in your listening. And um, I think that one's important. I uh, think remembering to ask about them and about their, like, where they're from and things like that. Because if there's somebody who does, who's very energetic and asks mm-hmm. you a lot of questions, sometimes you forget to ask them the questions because they're doing a lot of the question asking. Yeah. So the other thing they say is to be curious and be a connector. And so that goes back to that um, picking up on cues of the people that you're talking with um, to seeing if you do have a connection and then introducing them to others that maybe you've met or that you feel like you could connect to help them move forward in their networking. Um, I think that it's important um, as a field anyway, that we're always promoting each other. And so I think that's a really good way of when you're talking to someone and then you find out, you know, maybe they're focused on a specific ABA role or they do something else and you're like, oh, hey, you know, I know this great person that can help you with this or things like that. Um, I think that's, that's important. Um, Yeah. I think that leaves a really good impression too. Um, I have, someone who has always been a mentor for me and she introduced me as um as I can't remember the words that she used but it was about telehealth and all the work mm-hmm. I was doing in telehealth and I just thought it was, she didn't have to ever compliment me on anything yeah. just the fact that she introduced me in that specific way was a huge compliment in itself yeah. um And then the next thing they talk about is follow-up and reviewing (laughs) this week it up. We need to have um, Alicia back on and talk about uh, reviewing interactions and inner dialogue because it says that you should review your interactions. Now, to me, that doesn't mean that I'm like thinking about who I met, what I'm going to do next. It's like, oh my gosh, what weird things did I say when I was- Did I lick my lips when I was talking to that person? What did did I I do? (laughs) I have this amazing mother who doesn't like when I snuffle my nose a lot. Oh, like, my God. This drives her insane. Mm. And so, one, when I'm always talking to her, I'm very conscious of it. Um, if you ever hear me go completely dark on the podcast, it's because I need to, like, blow my nose or something. But <laughs> I also like to grab your leg when we're sitting by each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I also – that's one thing I think of all the time. I'm like, oh, my gosh, did I, like – snuffle my nose and like hockaloogie or something that I don't know about. That's all I can think of. I'm more going like what weirdo thing did I say? Like asking someone if they attended a conference that they were in charge of like stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Did I, um, I don't know, overshare, undershare, sideways share. I don't like it. There could be so many weird things that I've done that it's just really well, mine Power. is about my so that's so funny because mine's not mo- as much about what I say as how I like appear. Like, were my arms crossed? Did I uncross them? No. Did I slug my shoulder? Did I was I actually 
facing oh. towards them? Did I cut them off? Like that stuff. Oh yeah. So mean. But anyway, you're supposed to review your interactions mm. and determine follow-up. So then they have a couple paragraphs about virtual networking. And I think we should talk about that because in this day and age, I feel like that's where most of it's done. And that's what we do. So the first paragraph was that you could um, network. Uh, that's why I wondered what year it was uh, published because they're like, there's chat and instant messaging and iChat. Mm. And then they talk a little bit about um, Facebook and, and LinkedIn, and then creating groups within your own organization. But I think now when we talk about virtual, virtual networking now, I would say the majority is probably done, um, through Instagram, Facebook, maybe Facebook and LinkedIn are two that I like professional that you Mm -hmm. think of a lot of, um, we did a, a lot of ours is via Facebook, yeah. but you also have, I post COVID, a lot more video chats are done mm-hmm. yeah. than phone calls, I think. Yeah. Like, I think that was a huge spike and we could probably have a whole podcast about virtual networking in itself. And Yeah, because I do feel like you're just, it's easier. Um, even today I was talking to one of our coworkers and I'm like, I just sent her a, a Google meet because we sent, you know, the whole old um, adage, if you're sending three emails back and forth or three messages back mm-hmm. and forth, just meet. And it was, it was one of those things. And I think we meet with, organizations all the time where we just meet with them via video zoom or google meet because i do think it helps in the things that we do is it especially if they're not engaged in social media like on our facebook page or they don't know us that it's helpful for me always to put a name to a face um but i do think there are things to think about in um how we virtually network because I am not going to lie. I am an internet. Well, when I'm up at 3am trying to solve the world's problems, I'm also like might see a post by someone or might be on someone's LinkedIn. And then I do a whole like investigative search on what that person does. Like, I'm like, Oh, I see that we're in like, Oh, I have your mom's maiden name, your um, half sister and the day you went to um, Chick-fil-A and I can come up with an entire background story on what you've done, where you've been. And so I think it's really important that we think through what um, we want out there about us and then how we share that um, yeah. virtually. Now, my when I think about my like online presence, I just have 100% always been like, I, I don't have separate work versus personal stuff because I'm like, if I'm, if I'm doing things that I don't want work people to see, uh, then I probably shouldn't be doing them. Like, cause I, I came from an industry that was all very separate. Like everyone had a separate personal profile for everything. And then they had a work profile. And then, and I get like the, there might be personal things you don't want to share, but then I'm like, should you share them anyway? Like, <laughs> so I ever for the very first time ever was like, Oh crap, I need to look at my TikTok <laughs> after this, this, this most recent collaboration we have yeah. um, happening. And I was like, crap. 
then what I'm like, what is the, do, are they going to find me on TikTok? Like, is it, and it's not anything like horrible. It's just like me being me, I guess is what it is, which was the whole reason that I don't like having a boss anyway is because I like to have purple hair and tattoos and say bad words. But yeah, I also don't want to offend anyone that we collaborate with, but I also don't want them to, if they don't want to collaborate us based on our social media, then is it a good collaboration? Is it a really going to be? Yeah. Will they really fit our personality anyway? Because it's not like fake. Um, well, the other thing that's really interesting about what we do too is like we network with a lot of companies that are very, um, very strict religious beliefs, mm-hmm. I guess is a good way to put it. And we're, um, we're not, we yeah. don't have strict religious beliefs. Um, we don't have strict cultural beliefs that we follow that are very, um, very, I Our cultural belief right. is that we're very accepting. Yeah. But we, so then I'm hoping that's here. what our, like when you're networking, when you look at our Facebook page, when you look at LinkedIn, when you look at us personally, that you see that we're like, our culture is very accepting that we work with a lot of different people. We do a lot of different things. And I think that's important when you're, and we're always learning. Yeah. We're not anywhere there where we want. And like we know there's yeah. always more to learn and yeah. more interaction. So when you're networking, I think that's important because you get to see kind of what a person puts out there about themselves or their company. Yeah. And I think that that goes a long way in then creating those relationships and taking it the next step where you do that follow-up, where you get a job with a a college or university where you get a job in a school, where you um, mm-hmm. start to work on research articles together, where you present at conferences with people you've never met in yeah. real life. Um, yes. I just think, I think that it's very, they talk about intentional marketing, but I think there's intentional um, everything in what we do and how we, how we present ourselves. And yeah. then um it's interesting because they talk about two of the ethical considerations of like how we are there ethical considerations when you're looking at networking and what you should do in trying to create um, these partnerships with other people and things like that. And what does it look like? Um, Yeah. I think that one is more of like your own ethical like where's your line that you're going to cross or where's your line where you don't cross or um, obviously soliciting is one of like the big things. And then um, gifting. Um, Presenting. uh, Gifting. Saying you're a BCBA when you're not or saying you have expert expertise in certain fields when you don't like, I think there's all these things um, because people can find out about you. And so um, just being like true and good and yeah. honest are and how you're representing yourself. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's kind of where we live in the virtual world every yeah. day of our lives. She loves me, love me, love me, love me, love. She loves me like nobody else. Well, that wraps it up for another episode of Teaching My Mother ABA. So head over to our Facebook 
page Instagram, as we just talked about. Um, <laughs> we're at knowledge.now.solutions. Check out all the things that we have going on. Um, and thank you to K Down Behavioral Solutions for sponsoring Teaching My Mother ABA and for Pretty Easy Podcasting for making us sound so good. Make sure you listen to this and drop in the comment if you think either of us are socially awkward and what what we did to make you think that. Let's take a let's take a poll. And remember, it's all fun and games until you have to teach your mother ABA.